Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Dirt and Sprague on Football Friday on 1080 The Fan. The autumn wind is a pirate. Blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along. Swaggering voicelessly. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Sprague. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080 The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. I hope your football Friday is going well. I've become deaf in my old age, so now I got to turn everything up, and then I got to turn it down. And uh, I can't hear a damn thing anymore, man. It's bad. I said I can't either. It's really bad. I had a minute <laughs> yesterday where the bass was hitting me at the concert, and <laughs> no, honestly, <laughs> it feels like that. And sometimes it's so loud you can't even hear the words. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> like your body shaking. What's happening right now, Maud? I'm gonna pee my pants. I will say, if you go to a concert at Climate Pledge, uh, their their sound system is state of the art because it is loud, but it is crystal clear. Ooh, what concert did you go to? Is it just for the? Well, hockey I went up for the yeah. hockey game, but I'm like, it it's really loud, but it is so clear. There is no, you know, that overmodulization or yeah. uh, reverb or anything like that. I don't know. I'm sure they. I don't know how many millions they dumped into it, but I can imagine a concert in there is unbelievable. Well, I've mentioned my my older brother helped build that arena, and he would send me videos and photos. He's like, "Don't, don't, don't put these on the internet." <laughs> I like got the snoop. Yeah, it was like a sneak peek thing, and I was like, "Dude, I, I'm not going to." But he'd send me the photos, and they they, they did a bang up job with that building. I haven't been there yet. But everything you've told me, I've heard it from other people. I've heard that is an amazing facility. And it's going to be great when there's NBA there again. Uh, we have a lot to get to here in the second hour of the show. Christian Capel's going to join us uh, from the uh, the athletic covering the Washington Huskies. Oregon State is in Seattle. That they are, Bob. Big gig, uh, big old football game tonight. 7.30 kick. It is huge. supposed to be pretty awful weather-wise. I'm looking right now. Uh, at uh, their forecast, and it's just atmospheric river rain, man. It, it's pretty wild. It's going to get into the 30s, potentially. They're looking at winds up to 18 to 27 miles an hour. And so I don't know what to make of this game other than there's weather's going to play a factor somehow because if it's that weather, maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe I'll look stupid come Monday and Husky fan will text him like, see you, moron. Ha, ha, ha. I don't know how Washington's throwing the football in these conditions, and you know Washington's got some good players in their backfield, but I, I don't know if they're a preemptive running team by any stretch. So it's going to be interesting to watch this one, and huge. There's a lot on the line here mm-hmm. because the Huskies got off to that 4-0 start, 
And everybody was like, whoa, look at Washington, right? I openly was like, hey, could they hit nine wins going into the Oregon game? Well, that since hasn't happened, but they've got a big opportunity ahead of them. And Oregon State, I mean, you know, I said this, man, get get past Washington somehow in Seattle and then don't overlook ASU and Cal. One of those is a home game. You could go. It's not inconceivable for my Beavers to go into the game formerly known as the Civil War with nine wins and the hope of making an upset and getting to 10. So there is a massive amount on the line for both these programs and where they're at right now. There really is. Um, it, it is. It really feels like the the kind of turning point game, not in terms of like if Oregon State loses this tonight, they're not going to have a good season. They're already having a good season. They're ranked in the top 25. I imagine they're going to win their next two games, although it's the Pac-12, stupid stuff happens, and you never know exactly how games are going to play out. But this this is a moment for them to realize that possibility. They legitimately could be 9-2 going into the, the, the Civil War at the end of the season with a chance to upset Oregon. Their their road to a Pac-12 championship appearance is a, is a pretty tall one because you have head-to-head losses against USC and Utah, so you would need multiple losses for both of those schools remaining, and, and I just don't necessarily see that happening. Uh, USC could lose to UCLA, but then there's only two conference losses they're tied with you, and Utah, for example, could lose to Oregon, but that's only two conference losses, and then they're still tied with you, and they would have the head-to-head. So unfortunately, that dream is kind of gone but this is the, these are the kind of moments in the season where you look back on it and and to me the underlying importance of this game is what bowl game are you going to go to Oregon State's already bowl eligible it's another it's a great feat for Jonathan Smith to do it back-to-back years say what you want about last year it was great just to get there not a lot of juice when you go play in an LA bowl and there's like 47 people in the stands and you're playing Utah State if you win this game tonight you legitimately have a chance to finish somewhere near the top four in the standings uh, in the Pac-12 and, and your bowl invite is going to be upgraded immediately because you'd be ahead of Washington uh, overall in the standings and you would have a head-to-head win so that's kind of the way that I'm looking at it I, there, there's a chance for Oregon State to have a really cool bowl matchup in a, in a higher profile situation for their program at the end of the season and tonight's win is a big part of that you lose tonight you're going to be behind Washington uh, now Washington does have to go play Oregon but again you get back to the head-to-head and the conference standings and all that so it, it's a big one for many reasons but that's near the top of my list tonight you could certainly make the claim dirt that Oregon State's biggest game is you could say last year when they needed to be bowl eligible you could certainly make that claim and I don't know if you would be wrong but I was thinking about this last night because I there are some memorable moments in Seattle and, and largely not in the best of ways for Oregon State fan. Though yesterday we highlighted the early 2000s, they dominated in Seattle. I think this is their biggest football game as a program for where they are and who they are. This, coincidentally, is their biggest game since October 27th of 2012. When they went to Seattle, I was at that game. And they went to Seattle 6-0. and I believe they were the sixth-ranked team in the country. And they lost that game outright 20-17. to They did not play well. Cody Baz came in at the end, leads him to an instant touchdown. Every Beaver fan's like, dude, we should've went Mannion, should have went Vaz. Vaz was clearly in a better groove. Mannion was injured coming back. But it's crazy how that lines up, is it not? Because the next year, I think 2013 was their last bowl eligibility season. That team wasn't what 2012 was. I'm talking about significance of having what Oregon State would classify as special. Yeah. This is coincidentally their biggest game 
since their matchup against Washington in 2012. Yeah, if if you win this game tonight, you got a really good chance to finish uh, nine and three or ten and two on the season. Absolutely, nine, ten wins huge, will be on the table for you. It will. You got to you got to go win the Civil War. You're gonna have to beat Oregon at the end of the year, but it's on the table. You will have a chance to do it at home. They were ranked seventh in that game. And Sean Mannion came out and went 18 of 34 for 200 yards and four interceptions. Yeah, he was absolutely woof buckets. And they brought in Cody Vaz, who went uh, seven of 11, 97 yeah. yards and a touchdown, and immediately got them back into the game. But it was it was too little, too late. I I, yeah. I hope that it's not the case tonight where quarterback play derails you again in Seattle. And they're going to go with Branson. You know how I feel. I'd rather play Branson than Chance Nolan. I get that a lot of Beaver fans disagree with me there. Uh, the, the two interesting stats that I have on my mind going into this game, are they misleading? Are they real? I don't know how to feel about them. I got some stats, too. Do you know where Washington's run defense ranks in the Pac-12? I want to – actually, you know what? Let's get to that. I'm glad okay. you brought that up. That's a good place because, yes, I do. I looked into this. Is it real or is it misleading? I will tell you what I think about that. Ben Branson is going to be the starting quarterback. We heard that from Jonathan earlier this week. So Chance Nolan's not going to do it. You're okay with that. I'm okay with it because I think this is going to be a steady diet of here's the football, run it up the middle, get three or four yards. So we'll get to that coming up. Christian Capel at 730. We'll dive into the national slate. We got Tennessee, Georgia this weekend. Uh, Clemson, Notre Dame. Got some good football games on the schedule. Talk a little NFL, Sprague in line, a whole lot to get to. Dirt and Sprague back with more on Oregon State UW next on the... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart... Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at 
at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. All right, Christian Cable's going to join us from The Athletic coming up. Covers the Washington Huskies. What does he think of this matchup tonight in the atmospheric river rain? 7.30 kick on ESPN2. According to my quick Google search of Seattle weather, uh, I don't think it's going to be that bad. <laughs> really? Because I, I have the Seattle weather thing At here, At 7 too. p.m., it's saying there's a 30% chance of rain and 18-mile-an-hour winds. I mean, that's not nothing, but I don't know if it's quite going to be. And then I think it goes down from there. So you get to 8 o'clock. Hold on. Well, at night it says 45. See, I have 45% chance of rain with 20-mile-an-hour wind gusts at, at night. So I go from it goes. It makes you jump from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. So I don't know what's going to happen in between. But, yeah, at 7 p.m., mm. if you're at a 30% chance of rain, that tells me it showers. Okay. And 18-mile-an-hour winds, while something is not quite like gusts of 40 like we, we thought maybe we would get. Higher wind gusts are possible is what the weather.com okay. website tells me. So we'll see that. Maybe maybe it'll be right. Maybe the weather won't play as big a factor. Um, it should be noted for you absolute sickos out there. By the way, one of the best follows on Twitter right now, if you love college football the way we love college football, at Sickos Committee. Okay. Go follow this account. They basically live check in all of the twisted, disgusting play going on in college football. So last week, their big thing was checking in on Miami and Virginia. <laughs> they were 14-12 to 12 thriller. It was just punt, 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 with no touchdowns. And so uh, they were they were going off about it. But they're actually a, a really funny follow for college football stuff. Um, you mentioned something before the break, and I'm glad you brought it up because I absolutely noticed the same thing, and that's a stat that you're looking to see is this real or is this fake? What is that? It is that Washington technically has the second-best rush defense in the entire conference. Oregon is number one. They're giving up 106 yards per game. Washington is at 110 yards per game. That's second-best in the entire Pac-12, ahead of the defense that many think could be the best in the conference, in Oregon State, who gives up 120 yards per game on the ground. I do think they have the best defense in the conference. I am inherently a little biased as I'm wearing a beaver sweatshirt as I say this, but I do think they do have the best defense. That's been a really special group for them. I think this is a fake stat. Okay. Now, I'll give you why. UW could prove me wrong, but when you look at the rush totals and how they got to that place in the conference, I'm taking away Kent State and whoever the hell they play that wasn't uh, Portland State or somebody. They went Kent State, Portland State, okay. and Michigan State in non-conference. I took Kent State, Portland State out of this, all right? You dominated those programs. Good job. You should. I started with Michigan State. Do you know where Michigan State ranks right now in the Big 12 in rush offense? Uh, I would imagine it's not very good because their offense is atrocious. It's 12th. Yeah. Out of 14 teams, they are 12. Uh, I went to another game that UW played, Stanford. Would you like to guess where Stanford's rush offense ranks in the Pac-12? <laughs> Not great, because their offense is terrible. Ninth. They rush ninth best in the Pac-12. UCLA played UW. They ran for 184 yards. That's actually not much for UCLA. UCLA is averaging over 200 yards per game on the ground. But that might be the make-or-break difference in this game tonight, is if Oregon State can rush for 180 to 200 yards, does that win them the football game? I think UW's defense... It's been kind of the sore spot of the team. Christian has a really good piece on The Athletic about them, and he basically goes through the chippers they have, the blue chip chippers that they have on their roster on defense. Uh-huh. They have four of them. 
Now it's down a little bit from where they were, but their best team in the recent era was 2016 when they went to the playoff. They only had three. So it doesn't have to be a definition or define you entirely if you have four or five-star guys. You want those, but their best defense was dudes made up of three-star players that they had to develop. They just, they're not stacked defensively, and they've had their woes defensively as well. They're a pass-happy team who, who runs the football, and they're okay running the football. But Penix just himself has thrown it 339 times. They've ran the ball with all of their backs, all of their wide receivers combined 259 times. They are absolutely a pass-heavy team, and that's why I look at this game and I go, what game are we getting? What U-dub team are we getting if weather indeed plays a factor? But to answer your question, I don't buy their stats defensively because I think some of their stats are inflated from lesser opponents. To me, that'll tell the entire story of the game is if that stat is real or if it's if it's uh, not. Because if, if they come out, and you know when you play Oregon State, what is the game plan defensively? Especially with Gold Branson and they're a quarterback. I'm going to load the box. I'm not going to let you run the football. And I'm going to make your quarterback beat me. Like That's my thought process going in if I'm the Washington defensive coordinator. We'll find out right away whether that's a real stat or not. Because if they come out and they're bottling up Oregon State and you're not popping chunk runs and you're putting Gold Branson into some second and six third and eight type of situations and the crowd's getting into it and the pass rush can get after him, uh, he, he's going to have a tall task. Like This is a really tough environment for him to go play in, a little bit different than going on the road at Stanford when there's 46 people in the stands. He at least has Utah. He did get in against Utah. He didn't play good in that game. No, he threw he a couple not. of picks, including some in the, in the end zone in a tough environment. And so this is going to be similar to that. Um, I, it, it is funny, though, when you look at those those numbers, it's hard to get a gauge on it because some of it is your opponent that you play. Some of it is just the style of the game, right? Like, Oregon is number one in the in the conference and rush defense. I think that's a little misleading because they've been outside of the Georgia game and really the Washington State game that they had to come from behind and win. Every other game, they've had a pretty sizable lead in the second half of games. You're not going to run the football a ton when you're down by 24 in the third quarter. Cal abandoned that in the second exactly. half. Exactly. You're going to start yeah. slinging it around, and they had some success doing it, and for that reason, Oregon's pass defense, the numbers aren't great, and they're near the bottom of the conference. So sometimes it's really tough to get a gauge on uh, on this thing. I, I, I would say the, the, the biggest keys for me is, are Oregon State, or is Oregon State going to be able to run the football? And can Gold Branson play a clean game? If the conditions are going to be bad, and if it's going to be rainy and windy, can Jonathan Smith get in his ear and tell him, dude, a punt is a good play in a game like this? Like, if it truly is nasty, make them feel the punt inside their own 20-yard line. Like, I'd rather do that than you try and force a situation on 3rd and 11 when a pass rush is bearing down at you and you don't have a guy open and it's raining and it's blowing 25 miles an hour left to right. Like, don't take that chance. It's not worth it. You have a great defense. Is it the best in the conference? Right now, I'd probably say yes. We'll find out. It's another tough task for them tonight. But right now, I think they deserve that nod at least. Uh, run the football and play defense. Win a low-scoring game. Like That's how Oregon State wins. That is your strength. The quarterback's just got to get out of the way and don't lose the game for you. And if that happens, i got a great chance to win tonight. Uh, the last three times these two teams have met, the under has gone on under the total. So that's something I mean, last year was one of the ugliest football games that's ever happened in the history of college football. One of the ugliest that's ever happened in the history of college football? That game was horrible. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't great. You guys were there, weren't you? You were there. Yeah, I, I was there. A chance no one threw like 40 yards. <laughs> that was one of the, like, with my eyeballs, that's one of the worst football games I've ever seen. The but, final but you know what they did game? really well? They ran the football. B.J. Baylor was going up and down the field, and they solidified themselves with that last drive. Jonathan held for the kick. Chip shot field goal. There you go. Uh, let's see here. 
They should have lost that game, by the way. We were there, Swag. Like, yeah. You and I were both looking at each other. Oh, like, yeah. How they, are they won 27 24. Dylan Morris in that game threw for 142 yards and a pick. Yeah. Chance Nolan in that game, 7 of 15 for 48 yards yeah. and an interception. Yeah. And he had a horrible fumble, too. He a was scrambling and just dropped it. Just absolutely atrocious. But they could run the football successfully. I think if they the, got after the quarterback in that game, too. Well, Morris is a bit of a statue. Yeah. Um, I, I think if they're going, I think they definitely want to ugly this up, and you hope the weather plays a factor because if the Huskies can pass efficiently, if oh, I should say, if the Huskies can pass and the weather's not a factor, it's gonna be tough because Penix gets the ball out really quickly. Adunza's a tough, tough cover. Adunze, he he's been a stud, and and Penix has been one of the best stories in college football and in the conference. He can be you, and and you just hope that the wind is blowing. If you're an Oregon State fan, I know UW fan doesn't want that, but I don't know, man. I Oregon State is the second best against the spread as a road dog since 2019. They're they're ten and three. That's a good stat. Like they they show up. And but how many of those is winning outright and not just covering the number? I'd have to go look at because the, they did not win a road game for a very long time. No, I, I know, but. <laughs> They're they're a feisty team. I mean, look, this game means it's crazy. You laid it out, but just what this game means for both these programs. And I, I'll keep it more hyper local here and a little biased, but like there there just is an opportunity for them to go up there, try to steal this game, and then you've got Cal at home, AS at ASU. Maybe that'll be a good test for them. And then you get Oregon in, in, in Corvallis in a half stadium where the tickets are price gouging. So <laughs> the special season, even 9-3 and three is a special season to Hell me. Hell yes, it is. 8-4 and four is a great year. But, like, the truly special stuff for Oregon State, in this modern era of college football, I don't know if Fiesta Bowl seasons are ever happening. This is as special as it gets. And all of this could be on the line tonight in Seattle. And that's what's wild about it. And for both teams, but for yeah. Oregon State specifically – just what is lying ahead of them schedule-wise and what they could potentially do. They've been down for longer. I know Washington is going through a bit of a rebuild right now as well, but they're six years removed from a playoff you know, appearance, and I think that does highlight the more importance on Oregon State in the year they're having. I mean, a win tonight could mean an Alamo Bowl. A win tonight could mean a Holiday Bowl. Right? I want like, the Holiday Bowl. Like those so would be, that would be a great way to end your season, ranked in the top 25, taking on another top 25 team. Like That's where you want to go. It was great to get there last year. Nobody cares about the L.A. Bowl. You can run as many ads as you want on the Pac-12 Network for it. I'm not going to the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, and not many people are watching that. You go to the Holiday Bowl, you play a top 20 Oklahoma State team, or you're playing Texas in the Alamo Bowl. Like That is a big deal, and you got a chance for it. It's funny that tonight is strength versus strength and weakness versus weakness. Washington's strength is throwing the football. Oregon State's strength on defense is their secondary. And the, on the other side of it, the weakness is Oregon State's pass game. And the weakness of Washington's defense is their secondary. It's terrible. <laughs> so did the strengths or the weaknesses went out? I can't wait. It's going to be a fun game. Who would you gamble on? I mean, I'm taking Oregon State to cover. Oh, I meant on the weakness versus strength thing. <sighs> oh, God. I would say I, I, of all the units that I trust the most tonight, probably Oregon State secondary is what I trust the most. All right, hold that for Monday, Swag, because I want to. <laughs> I hope he's right. Like I'm just sitting because here of panic. the weather. I think that's probably what I trust the most. Yeah. By it, the way, you're so right on the LA Bulls. Happy they were there. It's great to watch a bowl game. I mean, come on. It's, Utah State did nothing for me emotionally. No. If Gary Anderson was coaching, it would have felt better. But that did nothing for me. Get me to the Holiday Bowl. I don't even know the matchups anymore. And I think it's ACC. Okay, so the Holiday Bowl is ACC now? So I it, think so. It, it might Dude, be like Oregon them. State, Wake Forest. 
That'd be could a be fun that. game. Oh, that would be really fun. If Miami finishes on a run, you could get Mario out there. <laughs> yeah, I don't want that. I don't know if they're going to go to a bowl game. His team's nah, boring as hell. You want to watch that? I don't nah, want to watch Beavs that. Beavs and Wake Forest in San Diego would we, be We fun. already beat Mario. I get nothing from that. <laughs> Do you see Micah Pittman's thing, by the way? <laughs> was asked about the rivalry with Miami-Florida State, and he goes, I can't wait. We dominated Oregon State when I was at Oregon, so I don't know much about rivalries. And someone said, you didn't play your first year in that game. You lost your second year, and you recorded no catches your third year. Get out of here. Get out of here. I mean, you got two wins in 20 years, but congrats. God, I can't wait for our game at the end of the year. It's going to be so fun. I hope that they're. I hope they have nine wins going into that because Oregon's going to have maybe a playoff. I do. We need another resume booster. Yeah, we need one too. I mean, come on. Uh, Christian Capel covers the Huskies for The Athletic. Uh, He'll join us coming up next for the Daily Ticker. we got crunch time around the corner. We'll talk some NFL, National College football, and Spring in Line at 8.30. So get those Spring in Line sponsors in at 503-250. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 1080, Christian Capel is next. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Pelican Brewing presents the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit with the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How do you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague is brought to you by Pelican Brewing, born at the beach. All right, Daily Ticker Time here on a Friday, brought to you in the fan by Pelican Brewing Company, born at the beach online at pelicanbrewing.com. And uh, excited for this one, and he is officially the first guest in our new studio on the new show. And I'm excited. Hopefully it works. Hey, uh, Christian Capel of The Athletic. Christian, can you hear us? 
I can, yeah. yeah look at clear. that. Look at that. Uh, we're one for one. I love it. At Christian Capel on Twitter. Give him a follow. He covers the Huskies for The Athletic. Uh, I'm going to ask you to put your weatherman hat on first because we got Beeves and Huskies tonight. We're all excited for it. we got a bit of an atmospheric river going on down here in Portland. Uh, what's it look like? What's everybody saying up there? What's the weather supposed to be like tonight? Yeah, uh, looking out the window, it, it's not good. Um, <laughs> definitely pouring, very gray. Not looking forward to going outside here. I got to take my daughter to daycare, so uh, it's it looks like it's going to be pretty miserable. I did see some speculation from some you know some weather people who are you know really looking at the models and stuff that maybe there's a window during the game where mm. it wouldn't be quite as bad. But I'm I'm not holding my breath. I think uh, I think. You can, you're going to see your, your first, like, really true bad, bad weather game of the season at Husky Stadium. Yeah. Well, Christian, I, I think we look at the matchup, and we know Dub is a pass-happy team. Pennix is having a great season for them. I, If they end up getting that, the atmospheric river rain and the window isn't great, and it is the weather report that we've heard about, where would you lean? Who do you favor in that game? Because I'd imagine that just changes the dynamic uh, on every front on both sides, right? Yeah, I mean, you would think that it does play into Oregon State's favor just because running the ball kind of is their, their DNA, and they, they're going to want to do that no matter what, and they've been really good at it, and they're, they're built to do that. I think Washington probably has more confidence in its running game um, than you might assume. Like, I, obviously, they've, they've been really good throwing the ball, and, and most of their talent is at receiver and at quarterback. You mentioned Penix having the great year that he's been having. I don't know how much they would necessarily back off of the passing game. I mean, if it's just an absolute downpour, raining sideways and crazy winds and stuff like that, they might not have a choice. But, um, you know, I think think they trust Michael Penix Jr. to make the throws he needs to make. I know Ryan Crowd, the offensive coordinator, was – talking about how he's he's got big hands and he can grip the ball well and you know maybe maybe that that's a a factor too i don't know but um i would definitely think that uh coming into a 7 30 friday night game at husky stadium and seeing a, a bunch of rain and, and wind and cold uh i don't think oregon state would be upset about that <laughs> just gonna run the football over and over and over again christian cable is our guest at the athletic covers the huskies he also does the say hey uh, excuse me say who say pod i say hey i always got willie mays willie on my mays mind. yeah say who say pod a washington football podcast at christian cable on twitter on that note of oregon state wanting to run the ball we were just talking about something and your latest piece is about you know the number of blue chippers that are on washington's defensive roster as compared to years past one stat that stands out to us and i'm wondering if you believe in it and buy in it is it misleading the opponent the way the game is played out Washington has the second best rush defense in the conference to this point in the year giving up 110 yards per game on the ground only behind Oregon is that is that real to you is that is you know is this a strength of Washington's defense or is that just they haven't really played teams maybe outside of UCLA they can really punish you on the ground well I think they're certainly better against the run than against the pass I think that they've you know they kind of made a point to address that this offseason Chuck Morrell, who's their co-defensive coordinator, their play caller, he was asked a couple weeks ago kind of what what accounts for the difference because they they were so bad against the run last year and, you know, why are they better at defending it this year? And he just said math, meaning basically they're they're dedicating more guys to the box. They're playing more guys closer to the line of scrimmage. Uh, You know, the safeties, they've kind of scrapped that too high safety look that uh, everybody got so used to under Chris Peterson and Jimmy Lake. So, uh, I, I think they've they've made a point to address that, and I do think they're a lot more vulnerable against the pass than they are against the run. I don't know that I look at them and say that they're a really good run defense. I think it's a little bit like you said, 
you know, UCLA, um, they want to run the ball, and, and they've got a great running back. And, you know, Zach Charbonnet had a great game against them. I mean, there was a three-week stretch there where they gave up a 100-yard rusher um, in three consecutive games, including against Stanford and against Arizona State. So it, it could just be that they haven't faced a team that, yeah, is, is really dedicated to it, that it, is, it's just part of, it's part of their makeup. It's what they want to do first, second, and third. And um, I definitely don't think they've seen – a team as dedicated to running the ball as Oregon State, and I don't know how many offensive lines they've seen as good as Oregon State. So I do think this is a different challenge. Yeah, Christian, you wrote a really good piece, kind of highlighting the blue chippers on the defensive side of the football, and and you highlight how many they have. I believe this year they've got four, but you note in the article like their best year was 2016, and maybe maybe their greatest defense ever, and they had three. So it necessarily it doesn't necessarily say that you're going to be dominant if you have a ton of four and five star guys. But I'm curious. They went from defensive-minded coach for one year, but the Peterson stuff works so well because he knows offense. Jonathan Smith is there at the start of that tenure, but he had two defensive guys that were solidified on that side of the ball. I'm curious how it's evolving for them up north, how they feel the defense is progressing. Because you highlight the secondary's problems, maybe the rush defense is taking the right steps, but how they feel about the defensive side of the football given their coach is offensive-minded and the offense has been the best thing for them. Yeah, I mean, they're playing a little bit differently. Um, it's, it, they're playing more man coverage, uh, whereas I think in the past they, they like to mix in zone more. Uh, like I said, they're, you know, they've dedicated more guys to the line of scrimmage, and that's helped with, with some things in their run game. Um, they've also just been really banged up, and that, that's kind of another thing I think Washington would tell you is that this will be their first game, you know, barring something that, that we don't know about, where they will have all five of their starting defensive backs starting together um, since week one. And they had all five playing together last week against Cal. Mishael Powell is a, a starting cornerback and kind of one of their leaders. He came back. He didn't start, but he played about half the game. And sounds like he's, he's getting closer to full go. So I think they'll, they'll have all their guys, and you know maybe that'll be a, a more fair barometer of kind of where they're at defending the pass. But mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they, they lost Trent McDuffie and Kyler Gordon, two of the better corners in the country to the NFL draft, first-round pick and a second-round pick. And there just wasn't that experienced, talented depth behind those guys like you got used to seeing under Jimmy Lake, right? That they'd have a couple guys drafted, and, well, here these next two guys who are going to be drafted in, you know, two or three years are just ready to go. That's just kind of not how their depth was set up. They had to go out in the transfer portal and get somebody, Jordan Perryman. Um, you know, Mishael Powell, has, he impressed the previous staff. But he, came, he came to them as a walk-on and, and kind of worked his way up and earned a scholarship, and he's become one of their guys. So they've kind of been searching for, you know, for some consistency on the back end. And, yeah, I think between that and, and adjusting to the new scheme and the way that they want to play and, and all those sort of things, um, it's – it's been a it's been kind of a rough transition at least defending the pass so i think they felt like they made progress against cal they did shut them out in the first half had some issues in the second half a little bit but you know maybe that got them a little bit of confidence going into into the bye and and those sorts of things but yeah it's uh it's it's not been uh if you've watched washington football for the last eight, nine years, the, the pass <laughs> right. defense has been a pretty stark step back this year. I, I can't wait to watch the Apple Cup in, in which uh, Washington's the team that airs it out and throws it 45 times a game, and Washington State is the stout defensive team. It's like, what <laughs> world am I living in? Uh, can't get you out of here without a prediction. I know the weather is going to play a big factor. How do, how do you think it plays out tonight? 
Uh, I think I called it Washington twenty-eight, Oregon State twenty-four. So I do. I think it'll. I think it'll hit the under. I think was it what fifty-four? Yeah. I think it's going down quickly too because of the weather reports. It dropped from (laughs) sixty, I think, to fifty-four. So yeah, I'd be right there. Yeah. So I I think it'll. I think it'll be low. uh, You know, lower scoring than you're accustomed to seeing from Washington this year, primarily because of the weather. I think Oregon State's defense is also just really good. Um, But I. You know, Washington's played a lot better at home this year than they have on the road, like most teams do, and they've been pretty unstoppable offensively. So um, I think, you know, I think it'll be a great matchup. I think, Oregon, you know, Jonathan Smith uh, always seems to have something up his sleeve, and, mm-hmm. you know, they'll they'll know how to attack that defense. But um, I, I think Washington, the, the home field is enough to make the difference. Yeah, they've been really good at home, and Oregon State struggled on the road, so we'll see if that trend continues tonight. Christian Capel, he covers Washington football for The Athletic. Go give him a follow on Twitter, at Christian Capel. You can also check out the Say Who, Say Pod, a Washington football podcast. We always appreciate the time, man. Uh, uh, good luck going outside. Hopefully you got your umbrella ready to go, and uh, thanks as always for the time in Portland. We appreciate it. All right, thanks, guys. There you go. Christian Capel of The Athletic. Did that sound okay? Did our mic sound Okay. Because uh, I noticed that yesterday with, when Isaac and Sook brought on Lanning, that there's something about when they bring the when we bring the phone up that the mics change. You sounded like you were talking through a paper towel tube. Yeah. As soon as the phone got on, you sounded like you were talking through a yes. paper towel tube. It sounded kind of like this. I don't know what that is. It's kind of weird. I mean, we'll get it dialed yeah. in. It's day two in the new studio. But now I feel like I'm back to normal. I feel like that's gone away. But it's a yeah. It, it instantly changed as soon as the line yeah. went down. But it it's technically really day one. Uh, for us, it is. Yesterday yeah. was preseason. It's day one, and Yesterday it's still was not. Uh, <laughs> it was. It, there was a, the full slate of shows wasn't here. No, no. and it, it's still not a permanent setup. No, no, we don't have the board quite running the way it's going to run. So there's yet. still there's still things being patched together. I did, uh, could you hear that? Sorry, could you tell that? That was just sounding a little different. I, I'm guessing somehow we're your mics are getting looped back into the telephone feed ah, a little bit, but yeah. uh, that makes sense. So Well, anyways, it's good info from Christian Capel. He likes the Huskies. That would technically be a cover for Oregon State if his final score hits. Yeah. Uh, four and a half is the line, 28-24. A lot of people like the under tonight. Uh, let's, by the way, stick around because I may or may not have a prize bribe for you on the other side. Also, let's take a look at the Pac-12 slate this weekend, man. Some really interesting games, some games we don't really want to talk about. Uh, let's dive into the Pac-12 football. We'll get to some NFL stuff in the big showdown weekend in college football coming up at the top of the hour. We're back after this on The Fan. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hey, how about this one, folks? We have your chance to win two tickets for six sessions of the PKI and Phil Knight Legacy Men's and Women's Basketball Tournaments at the Moda Center Memorial Coliseum and the Child Center this November. And uh, all you got to do is listen for the code word and text it into 503-250-1080 to enter for your chance to win. Message and data rates do apply. Please don't text and drive. And uh, you can get more details at 1080thefan.com. The code word. More like code letters is a PKI. No dashes, no spaces. Just text in PKI to 503-250-1080. You get entered for your chance to win those uh, tickets to the six sessions of the tournament. It's going to be awesome happening November 24th through the 27th at the Moda Center, Coliseum, and the Child Center. So it's going to be cool. Text in PKI, 503-250-1080. Um, let's get to the rest of the slate in the Pac-12. We've, we've spent a lot of time on Oregon State and Washington State, rightfully so, because it's a big game in the conference. Anything else stand out? Anybody else on upset alert in the Pac-12? I mean, we, I think we, <laughs> we tried to do a segment on Oregon and Colorado and realized there's nothing there, and we just ended up talking about can Colorado ever turn it around again. Well, what, what, what's this outside of don't get hurt? What's nothing. the segment? There's I mean, nothing. It's just stay healthy. That's no different than Oregon State when they played Colorado, like, no, the Colorado sucks. This is basically a bye week. Uh, yeah, 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 it is. It is. You said this against, I think you said this for the Colorado-Oregon State game. I'm going to throw it to you because you said it to me and I thought you were an idiot. Uh-huh. You said, doesn't matter what you win by, just win the game. <laughs> and I remember thinking, what if they only won by like six or three? I would have a lot to say. Yeah. What's that for you this weekend? Like, is it, can I throw it at you? Hey, just win the game, even if it's by a field goal. You think you won the game, who cares? <laughs> or is there a number you're like, at least win by this amount. Uh, yeah, there's a number there. You want to share that? Uh, 21. Okay. I think that's fair. So they don't cover. It's who cares. But if you win by yeah, three I mean, scores or more, it's... I'm not gambling on the game. I don't care if they cover or not. So is that a Will Ortner blowout or no blowout if they win by 24 or 21 points? I think anything north of 20 is a blowout. You know that. We highlighted that last week or earlier this week. No. Ortner seems to think that three-score victories is not a blowout. Yeah, I, I think that was more so about Oregon State was like playing with a backup quarterback and they were coming off a, t- a couple of tough losses. I know they had beaten Washington State and Stanford, and so they had they had refound their groove a little bit. That was more so the thought of that Colorado game. Like, just keep it going. You know they're going to win by more than three, but just win the game. Don't, don't do anything stupid because Colorado found a way to beat Cal, and that is an inexcusable loss for Cal. I want a Duck fan to be really honest on the fan text line here. Tennessee Georgia is going on at the same time as this game. Yes, it is. They're both at twelve thirty. Thank God, by the way. Can I just do like a double hand up prayer to the college football gods for allowing me? Now I gotta have a, I have a late night tonight because I gotta do the Winterhawks game. I'm gonna try and watch the Oregon State game on the DVR when I get home. Hey, you watch it early Saturday morning. But I will get up and watch it early. Oh, well, I got a pregame. Exactly. I gotta get my ass up and come in here at eight o'clock in the morning to get everybody all set for Oregon and Colorado for two and a half hours because I know that's gonna be a bonanza. Uh, but thank God that I'm off and I can go home and watch that whole Georgia-Tennessee game because that's the game of the year in college football. It is the game of the year, and so, like, you ask, is there anything? I mean, I'm curious to see Washington State. I I have Stanford covering a number. 
I don't know what to make it. Like, Stanford's not good. Is Washington State good? I've they, been wondering this for a couple weeks. Do they deserve that know. label? Are they good? They're, I don't think it's fair you, to say they're good. Not no, anymore. they're not good, but you can't ignore them. Yeah, they're not bad. They have. Okay. They're okay. They're they the have middle. potential. All right. Well, but Cam Ward needs to play better. I mean, the point blank, yeah. the quarterback play has been not good. If he was playing at the level he played against Oregon, we'd yeah. be talking about them That's being That's the outlier, man. That's the one game all year. I would say the the only the only upset alerts. Because you almost had it with Arizona and USC last weekend, and yeah. nobody gave that a chance of happening going yeah. in. I don't have it. I think Cal's getting the break speed off him this weekend. I think. Utah might not cover 17 and a half, but they'll win comfortably against Arizona. I think it's UCLA simply for, and not necessarily because I think Arizona State can do so. It's just, it's one of those, okay, we're transitioning in the season. There's a lot coming. You know, you're starting to look at USC. That's likely for a spot in the Pac-12 championship game. Mm -hmm. Are they totally, completely, 100% focused on the matter at hand? Well, also, how do you define – what's your definition of upset? Is it ranking by teams or is it spreads? Because I look at spreads as upsets. I don't see – like Oregon State yeah. tonight is 23. Washington's not ranked, but Washington's a favorite. No, so I what's the that. upset? Right. No, UCLA is what, 11 point, 10, 11, 11 point? point we all favorite. Thought, we're all like, what's up with that line? But I think, peop, I think most people swag by sheer definition of upset, quote-unquote, it would be – Ranked team loses to unranked yes. team. Yes, Washington beating Oregon State for most people tonight is an upset because Oregon State's ranked and Washington's yeah. not. And I would say, but I think Arizona cover State. the number. I, I if, <laughs> yeah, cover the four and a half. The only one where I really see a possibility is is Arizona State, and it'll be because it won't be because they're like brilliant. It'll be because UCLA's not just no shows. It's a late kick. It's in yeah. the. De- I don't know. I, I, I tend like to- every UCLA game outside the Oregon game has been a seven thirty game. They've had that run for a while now. I feel like I tend to be more with you, Dirt, than swag on that. I, I don't know. We could come Monday have a game that we didn't see coming. Arizona hanging around with USC didn't shock me. I, I, I've said this all year. Arizona has a random game, really good. And then they have bad games. So we're not giving them a chance at Utah. Do we know the situation for Cam Rising? Have they said anything there on their quarterback spot? They didn't say anything when he didn't play. I can't imagine they're going to say something if he no is word. playing or not playing. I, if the backup plays, that I mean, you keep an eye on that. I think Utah's got a, a really good defense. But I took Arizona plus 17 and a half. Yeah. I, I think Utah can win this game by 14 or 10. Let's not act like that kid lit up Washington State. Washington State's got a decent defense, but uh, they, they struggled to move the football throughout that game. I think the comfortable thing for Utah is, like, even if you play that kid, you're running the football because Arizona's rush defense is terrible. Yep. It's absolutely atrocious. I, it just, it's a tough weekend. Outside of Oregon State, Washington tonight. Yep. I, I'm asking seriously, sincerely, Duck fan. I, maybe you got a two screen setup, and that's an easy response to me. If you don't have a two screen setup, you're not watching that game. Come on, like I think the response for Oregon fan, and this you might laugh at this all you want. You want you only get 12 games a year, right? I don't want to just take a game off. I'm not going to not watch a Duck game. I'm going to be a two screen guy tomorrow. Or, yeah, tomorrow. And I'll have the Ducks probably on the uh, – not probably, definitely on the smaller screen. If I only had one screen, though, I would watch the first quarter of Oregon, Colorado, assume it's going to be 21 to nothing, you're jumping on them, and then you just move on. You don't have to worry about it. What if it's 7-3 in the first quarter and Tennessee George is already like 14-14? 14-14. Crazy game. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. If you got one screen, it's difficult to do. But I think it's a dual screen day, and the Ducks, Colorado, for me at least, will be on the smaller screen. Let's talk about that, though, to start the final hour. That last button on the controller is going to look like Jim's pie. 
pie and American pie. <laughs> yeah, back, back. Mash it, mash it. Yeah, ma- a lot of mashing going on. Uh, by the way, get your fake sponsors in 503-250-1080, and uh, we'll read them off at 830 to do some gambling. I'm already 0-1, so things are going great for me this weekend. Uh, i got a couple of notes out of the NFL I want to get to. Uh, the showdown weekend in college football. Loaded final hour. Don't go anywhere. Dirt and Spring on 1080. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.